Y'all have heard me talk about the power of body doubling, right? That is why I am so pumped for our new sponsor, Flow Club. It's an online co-working club that is great for folks with ADHD who need that extra boost of accountability to get through their to-do list. When you join a Flow Club session, you kick off sharing your goal with a small group, and then for the next 50 minutes, you all work on the task you committed to, and then you reconvene and share what you were able to accomplish. These sessions are awesome when you're overwhelmed because it breaks a big task list into manageable mini goals and it puts structure in place to hold you accountable. I love that these sessions are so flexible. You can find one any time of day, no matter where you are, and you can either schedule your sessions or join into something that's already in progress. So as a sponsor of the show, Flow Club is offering you guys one free week trial. So click the link in the show notes to start your trial now. And if you love it, you get an extra 15% off your membership when you use the code ADHD friendly. So on that note, let's get back to the show. Oh, hey everyone. Happy Friday. I know that it has been uh, a really heavy week for everyone in the world. It's hard not to be a human being and not see and feel everything that's going on around us. So I hope that you are taking care of you and perhaps being mindful of how much of the heavy stuff that you take in because I know that there's a balance between being aware of what's happening and also just taking care of your mental health. So I hope that all of you are doing that. This week, I want to elaborate on a concept that I shared a few weeks ago. It was a concept I learned from Dr. Russell Barkley. And the quote that he said that I think sums up this week's topic perfectly is that our problem as ADHDers is not knowing what to do, it's doing what we know. And I'm going to break all of that down in detail in this week's episode with the hope and intention that you're able to take away some self-coaching tools where you can start to understand where your ADHD gets in your own way in terms of that knowing versus doing uh, aspect and how you can perhaps coach your way out of it, because I believe that this is possible for all of us. So it is always my goal to share coaching tools that you can use in your own life to improve the quality of your life. Because as I say this very often, the world is not made for us ADHDers, so we have to bend it in our direction or better design our environments to support our neurodiversity. So with that, let's get into it. So basically, the concept that Dr. Russell Barkley shared, which I thought was brilliant, is that our wisdom and knowledge is stored near the back of our brain, and it includes everything that we know. And then we've got our executive functions, which are stored in the prefrontal cortex, which is at the front of the brain. And as we know, our executive functions help us to use and express everything we know from our wisdom and knowledge. But when you have ADHD, as he described it, it's like a meat cleaver goes through the middle of your brain and separates what you know from how to use what you know. And what this means is that it's not that we don't know what to do. It's that we don't know what to do with what we know. So what we're dealing with is an execution problem, not an intelligence problem. And of course, the good news about that is that the brain is very elastic. So neurons are constantly wiring and firing together. So what we can do in our lives is, number one, build more intentional routines that if we repeat on the daily, will turn into habits. And as we know, when we do things habitually, they become automatic, which means we don't need to think about them. We just do them. And that is one way of connecting what we know with what we do. The other way to get around this problem is to externalize and make physical everything in our environment that hangs us up in terms of ADHD. So that 
it compensates for the fact that we have a usage problem and not a knowledge problem. So what do I actually mean by that? We know that ADHD is an executive function disorder and your executive functions help with things like planning, organization, short-term memory, task initiation, follow through, motivation, and it also helps us track things like the passage of time or even our own self-awareness, like the things that we say or where our bodies are in space and how it's moving in your environment or even how your body is feeling internally. Like very often ADHDers miss hunger cues or having to go to the bathroom. Like we just forget about these things because we're so caught up in our heads and we lack interoception, which is that ability to connect your awareness with your body function. So when these things are impaired, it makes logistics and just life in general really difficult. So whenever I start coaching a new client, the first thing I ask them is, what is getting in your way and what do you want to get coached on? Because that is a very good indication of what their executive dysfunction challenges are in the moment. And of course, those can change over time. We have a tendency to build compensatory methods to help us cope with our symptoms. But when somebody comes into coaching, clearly there's an executive dysfunction that's getting in their way to the point where they feel like they need help to get past it. So that's always the most obvious place to start when I'm coaching someone. And that would also be the best question for you to understand if you were to coach yourself. The next thing I would be curious about in terms of coaching a new client is their own personal values and strengths. Because if I know what is important to a client and how they show up as their best, it's going to help me connect the dots with whatever they're struggling with. So my first question to you is, where is your ADHD getting in the way the most for you? Is it being on time for things? Is it initiating tasks? Staying motivated? Is it overwhelmed? What is the big overarching problem for you? And that is the best place to start. And by the way, I do have some journal prompts for this episode. They are in the show notes. So I will leave it there. I will also plug it into this week's Sunday setup. So if you are not yet on my email list, you need to get on there because that's where all the goodies are shared. So coming back to this idea, ask yourself what is the biggest problem you're dealing with at the moment with your ADHD. Let's use an example. Let's say that you are overwhelmed with too many projects because I know we all feel that way. And as a result of the overwhelm, you are in complete paralysis and you're just not doing anything because you don't know where to start. So looking at that big overarching theme, now it's time to break the problem down into its very specific essence. So when you feel overwhelmed, what's happening? When does it come up for you? At what point in the day? Is it at work or is it at home? Is it when you're talking to somebody in particular? Or does it come up when you're laying in bed at 3 a.m. like it does for me and your anxiety is at level 10 and all you can think about are all the things you need to do? Now ask yourself, what is the trigger point for the overwhelm? Is it because you have too many projects? Or is it because there's too many things in your line of sight? Like just physically, there's too many things that you're seeing? Is it in your home or is it in your office? Maybe it's in your productivity software. A client was sharing with me this week all of the to-dos in her productivity software, which puts her into complete overwhelm. And some of them are important, but a lot of them aren't. But when you just see so much, it can trigger that sense of overwhelm. So really think about where that sense of overwhelm comes up because there are specific sources. You just need to figure out where they're starting from. And then following that same line, I want you to ask yourself, is the trigger internal 
or is it something external? Meaning, is it something that's coming from within or is it something that's in the environment? This is a really important thing to get clear on because it's going to help you come up with solutions. If something's internal, then it's going to be more on you to develop new behaviors. Whereas if it's something external, then it's going to be a, more of a focus of lifestyle design or asking other people for behavior change or support. So once you're clear about your overall problem and all of the things that trigger it and bring it up and where it happens and who is around you when it's happening, again, all this is detailed in the journal prompts, it is time to focus on solutioning. And when we get to this point, we really want to be careful about our mindset because we don't want to continue to focus on the problem at this point. Once you're clear on what the problem is, it's time to start thinking about how you can make change. And it's really important that your mindset is not in a state of, let's say, victim mentality or what's the use, it's never going to change. You want to be in a state of openness and curiosity. So once you finish detailing out all of the details around the problem, if you find yourself in a really triggered space, put it aside and then come back to it when you're feeling a little bit more self-regulated to start approaching the solution piece. So let's break that down. Let's say it's a certain person that triggers that sense of overwhelm for you. The question would be, how can you design your life so that you can minimize that trigger by either eliminating time around that person or minimizing time around that person? And if you can't do either of those things, how can you better manage yourself when you are around that person? So let's say, it's your boss that triggers the sense of overwhelm. And whenever they approach you, they're talking really fast, they're asking a lot of questions that you don't have answers for. They always seem to have that stressed energy and they're always in a hurry and they're always asking you to do things like on the fly. And as a result of the way they approach you, your response is to completely shut down. So those are two things, right? That's an external trigger, but it's also an internal behavior. So when they ask you to do things, at some point, you're not even really listening to what they're saying because you are emotionally shut down and you're not really engaged with them. So if they're asking you to do something and you're not even completely paying attention, then you might just be nodding your head in agreement and they think you're saying, yes, I'm going to do this thing. Meanwhile, you have no idea what they're talking about. And then when they come back to you to say, hey, where's that thing? You're looking at them like a deer in headlights. So that's just one scenario around overwhelm. How could you actually solve for that problem? If I were looking at that particular situation, I would not be looking to solve the problem in the moment. I would be looking for an opportunity where I could have a very neutral conversation with my boss, like maybe it's in a one-on-one. -on -one. So if that situation happened where they asked you for something and you weren't really paying attention when they asked you, you didn't get it done on time or you didn't get it done correctly because you weren't really paying attention and it became a situation, that would not be the time to have a conversation about this. <laughs> I would wait till my one-on-one -on -one with my manager and I would probably want to share with them the best way that they can share instructions with me. Like maybe say to them, hey, instead of coming over to my desk when I'm in the middle of something, would it be possible in the future if you need something from me to send me an email first and then pop by my desk? Or if you don't have time for that, maybe we can sketch things out on my whiteboard here in my office so that it's right in front of me and I'm super clear on you know what you need from me. Would that be okay? And I'm sure if you deliver that in the right tone and in the right spirit, your boss would be open to changing how that happens. So that's just 
an example of how you might take a big trigger point, I feel overwhelmed at work, breaking it down into how it happens, why it happens, who triggers it, what triggers it, even looking at your physiological state. I feel overwhelmed at work when I haven't slept the night before or I haven't eaten and my blood sugar's low. Like really getting curious about what is behind that overwhelm and then stepping into solution mode to what are a few different ways that I could tackle this either by changing my internal behaviors or designing things externally so that it reduces a sense of overwhelm and increases a sense of calm. So maybe that would be organizing your desk at the start of the day so you feel more and calm and empowered. That is something that is important for me personally, which is why I share it. Or maybe it's looking at your big list of to-dos and just pulling out the top three things that absolutely have to get done and focusing on those first and then coming back to the rest of the things in your inbox that you need to clear out. Whatever you need to do internally or externally to reduce that trigger point is going to help you manage your symptoms of ADHD so much more. And like I said, it's helpful to have an ADHD coach walk through all of this with you, but you don't necessarily need that. You can absolutely coach your way through this as long as you have the right mindset, which is curiosity and openness as opposed to this isn't going to work. I don't have control over my environment. Might be nice for you. Wouldn't work for me. Think about what would for work for you and start to implement small changes. And as those small changes start to take hold over time, you will be surprised how this starts to build the compensatory methods you need to manage your ADHD symptoms and lean into your strengths as opposed to leaning into your weaknesses or the things that trigger you. So that's what I've got for you this week, guys. I hope that was helpful and I hope using the example of overwhelm was helpful, but this can apply to anything. If it were time blindness, you would apply the same logic, you know, understanding where is your time blindness getting in your way? When do you tend to show up late? Is it in the morning? Is it in the evening? Is it work? Social occasions? And also thinking about the emotion behind these things, I think can be very powerful when you're thinking about how your ADHD symptoms are getting in your way, is when you're looking at your trigger point, how emotionally connected to it are you? So for example, if you find that you have time blindness around getting to work on time because you struggle to get ready in the morning, is it something about your wardrobe that's throwing you off emotionally? Is it something about the uh, commute to work? Or is it your job? And the emotion starts with just those thoughts of getting to work because, I don't know, you hate your job or you don't like somebody at your job. Thinking about that emotional piece is really important for ADHDers because when we are emotionally triggered, that brings us into dysregulation. And when we're dysregulated, we don't have access to our prefrontal cortex. So. Hope that made sense. Feel free to download the journal prompts in the show notes, or it will be, like I said, in this Sunday's newsletter. So if you are not on the newsletter, just head over to my website. It's ADHDfriendly.com. And you'll see a number of different areas where you can sign up either for a freebie or just sign up to be kept informed. And you will be on my Sunday setup newsletter. And on that note, guys, thanks for listening. I'll see you next Friday. Take care for now.